the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. God's family portrait. God's family portrait. I want you to turn with me in your Bible to the book of Genesis, the first chapter, verses 26 through 28. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. God's family portrait. And God said, who said? And God said, let us make man in our image, after the likeness, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them and God blessed them and said and God said unto them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth God's family portrait you might ask yourself, what is a portrait? A portrait is somewhat different than a picture. You can walk up to the camera and take a picture, like you all do on your cell phones. Taking a picture is taking a picture of something that's already there. But when we talk about a portrait, a portrait is hand-painted. It's a representation of a person and especially of a face drawn from the life of that individual. A portrait is a vivid description or delineation in words. In other words, when we talk about God's family portrait, you can paint a portrait with words. 
So today we are going to look at God's family portrait as he painted it by his words. God painted his family description in words. He used words to paint this portrait of the family that he intended and what he intended for the family to look like. Satan marred the image of what God the Father intended for God's family to be. Israel is God's wife and right now is on hold because God is dealing with the body of Christ. So Israel is God's wife. The church is the bride of Christ. God's family today is the born again chosen one. Israel will be redeemed in the future. In order for a person today to be included into God's family, he or she must be born again. Now having that understanding, those that are not born again are not in God's family. The portrait that will be painted here today will be one basically that is generic, that basically includes all people. Because that's the way it was at first. God created man in his own image, after his own likeness. God's portrait of the family is painted in his word. Can you imagine having your family portrait over your fireplace hand painted and someone who does not like you walks into your house and with a can of black paint throws that paint onto the family's portrait. That's what Satan has done to God's family portrait. The problem today is that there are those that say that they are with the Lord, but they are also with the paint on the family portrait. I wouldn't like it if someone came into my house and there's a portrait of Mary and myself over the fireplace. Ain't no way you're going to walk out alive. Let's look at the paint thrown on the portrait to check our hearts and minds to make sure that we are not minimizing God's word because this is a generation that doesn't want to hear it. But it certainly does not mean that those of us that are born again don't want to say it. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. I want you to go to the book of Romans. Let's look at the black paint thrown by the devil on the portrait. So that we can meander our way on through these scriptures and get a broader and a brighter understanding of God's family portrait. 
In the book of Romans chapter 1, verses 21 through 28, tell your neighbor this is not popular, but it's true. All right. In the book of Romans chapter 1, and commencing at verse 21 through 28, you'll find these consecrated words. The Bible says, well, let me start at verse 19. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did exchange the natural use for that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their own lust one toward another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was fitting. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, to do those things which are not seemly. Here we see when God made man and gave him dominion, God made man in his own likeness and in his own image. In the image of God created he man. Male and female created he them. Let me hasten to say that all have sinned me included, and all have come short of the glory of God. The family today is being maliciously realigned with the forces of darkness so as to make God's portrait of no effect. So people, therefore, are accepting anything from anybody to redefine the portrait that God intended for the family to look like. That's why it's very hard for someone. Now we know love, got that. Got that. We right there, we, we right there with that. But homosexuality, a man marrying a man, or a woman marrying a, uh, another woman, it will never be right. 
in the sight of God. Now, if you got an issue, that's him. Talk to him. Leave me alone. Because, you know, I'll fall out on you. <laughs> I'll be gone in 30 seconds, Holmes. <laughs> okay, so we need to all lighten up and get this because it's not going to change. So this is not about hating anybody. Two women cannot produce nothing but confusion. Two men cannot produce anything but more confusion. So God's family portrait consists of one man married to one woman at a time. Come on now, don't make me a bigamist. Then, this is the portrait now, then the cheering. Not the cheering first. Not the shacking. Not trying it for you, buy it. So the portrait that God painted is for this man and for this woman to be married. And then the children. And when the children would come into the family structure, we're going to look at all this, they would be disciplined in the things of the Lord. No matter how much we may try to avoid looking at it, the basic foundation for civilization is the family structure. And when the family structure is bastardized or manipulated or the black paint is thrown on the portrait, now we're trying to convince folk that this is the way the picture ought to look. No, it's not. Because God has already painted his portrait with his word. So the best man can do toward God in this area is to repent and get it right. Thank God we got the time to repent and he'll give us the power to get it right. Somebody give God some praise. Amen. Now if you would go back to Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 through 28. You'll find these recorded words. This is God's family structure. Listen up. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. Now you got that? So God didn't make that third entity. He didn't make that third entity. God created male and female. Now in the loins of the male, that's what carries the sperm or spermatozoa to be injected into the womb of the woman that the man is married to. And within the confines of that structure, a home is to be made. And the children are supposed to be taught of the Lord. We'll get to that in a minute. 
In verse 28, and God blessed them. Now, now wait a minute. That's big right there. That's bigger than Mount Everest. And God blessed them. Male and female created he them, and God blessed them. He didn't curse them. And God is still blessed male and female is getting married. It's about to tell the Lord, thank you. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. In other words, God says, I'm going to colonize heaven on earth, that thy will be done in earth, even as it is in heaven. So there's order in heaven. There's order in heaven. There ought to be order in the family structure. Uh, ain't nothing cute about, hey, hey, this is Junior. He's three years old. He runs the house. You got a mental problem. Because Junior ought to be contained. We're going to get to Junior in just a minute. So here God says in the Holy Trinity, let us make man. And so God created man. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 23, you'll find these words, 23 through 25, as we look at the family structure, God's family portrait. Genesis 2, 23 through 25. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woe man. Because she was taken out of man. Now, this word W-O-M, I don't know if it's a synonym, an acronym, whatever it is, but it's a womb man. A womb man. In other words, the woman is made with a womb to carry the seed of the man that she's married to. Okay? Now, so Adam said, this is now bone of my bones. You might say, well, interpret that past. Not a problem. This is the interpretation. You want to hear the interpretation of it? Wow! Man, he looked at a lot of monkeys and giraffes and all that stuff, and he named all that, but it was no one that he could identify with. So God wanted the earth repopulated, not repopulated, but God wanted the earth to be filled with people full of joy and laughter at home and raising the children. And, you know, that, that's the portrait. Ah, but that black paint. <laughs> Verse 23, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called womb man because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Now here when the Lord says, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife. It does not mean that because you get married, you disrespect your parents. Now, now that needs to be said real loud. 
just because you got the little wife, huh? Don't let her manipulate your emotions towards your folk. Don't make that woman everything. So when a man is told to leave his father, to leave and cleave, cleave. Uh, leave your father and your mother because you're supposed to be a man enough now to have your own place. Huh? So that you can have your own children. So that you and the wife can emulate or do what makes you all happy within the confines of God's word. And remember, no two marriages are alike. And remember, no two people are alike. So you don't need no marriage like Juanita and George's. You don't know what Juanita and George doing over there in the midnight hour. They could be involved in seances and witchcraft and all that. Listen, the two saith he shall be one. Now the two become one in the child. Ah. Now, something wrong when grandmama look at the child and say, now, wait a minute. This baby don't look nothing like George. Then somebody, you know, it's always somebody smart in every generation. It's a dead cat on the line. George head flat. This baby head is round. So within this family structure, the way that God painted it is that a man would be man enough to take care of his wife. In Old Testament, they gave the man a year off when he got married. He didn't do no military or nothing. He had a year off to make his wife happy. Don't y'all wish that law was in effect right now? <laughs> Can't you see yourself, your feet get, getting done every day at the same time? Six o'clock in the morning. It's bad when a man says, I'm married and I'm not working. It's bad when women get so desperate, they just marry anything. It's bad. <laughs> when a man doesn't take care of of his own house, he is worse than an infidel. That's in your Bible. The family structure, the man, the woman, the children, and all the bills are riding on brother's shoulders. And if the woman has to work, it ought to be because there's not enough money coming in, but the man must remember that ain't her job. Oh, help me. Come on, I'm trying to help y'all in here. But since both of y'all have to work, you ain't necessarily responsible for cooking. He got you out there working, and you got to cook too. Uh, no. <laughs> I ain't making no friends up in here. <laughs> Look how the brother's looking at the brother. In Genesis 2, 22, 
we don't want to forget the marriage ceremony. It's a ceremony here. Go back up in verse 18, Genesis 2 and 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. Why? Because all he want to do is play video games. <laughs> you didn't see that in there? <laughs> oh, man, I thought you was in the spirit, brother. <laughs> Notice this. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet fit for him. You got that? So, so let me read on. No, no, I need to say something right here. See, now, the Lord is not going to tell you who to marry. That ain't his business. He's going to leave that between the two people that believe that they love one another, male and female. He will bless and has blessed the institution of marriage. We have to be careful how we go into that institution. And we have to be very careful how we come out if we are God's people. And the children ought to be able to, to see the parents at home and decide, I want to marry a man just like mama. Just like mama married. I want to marry a woman just like my mama. It's bad in this generation. We got people that don't want to ever, ever, never, ever get married because all their life was a nightmare at the house. Abuse, misuse, mistrust, disgust. Our houses ought to be little heavens to go to heaven from. Not a hell house filled with confusion in the midnight hour or a man exercising, you know, his fist power in the face of a woman. That woman, listen, if you find yourself today in that kind of abuse, leave. That ain't love, that's hatred. Your head is not supposed to be no punching bag. Now you married to this man, you and, and you at home all day. How come the food ain't ain't together? How come the house? Well, I need the brothers right here, brothers. <laughs> Y'all need to help the eloquent preacher. I mean, don't just look at me, say something. I'm trying to help everybody. <laughs> okay. All right. Now watch this. So let me just drop down to verse twenty-two. And the real, well, verse 21, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a womb man and brought her unto the man. That was a marriage ceremony. God married them. And to be fruitful and multiply, he said, now you can have sex because y'all married. When we talk about order in the house, this needs to be understood because sometimes in our generation, 
Women that are married to men don't respect them, and men that are married to women don't respect them either. And they put their business all out on Facebook. This is the most, man, listen, I don't want to use the word stupid. See, when I use it, y'all look at me. Now you out there using it. There's something wrong with you. All your personal stuff. It's on Facebook. Them people don't care about you. They did a survey, and they found out that less than 17% of people that's on Facebook claim to be friends are not friends. It's just electronic exercise. Now the question is, will I do with Will LLT? There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. The trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded. In the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before. And you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.